Speaking of things. Speaking of things. What is it? Are you not sure where, what we're doing? Tell them what it's about. It's going to be about some things. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, let's just roll the episode. Got it. Coming to you live from a recorded sound machine called a computer in your face. Here it is. Listen to this. That's how you start a show. Right Welcome, there. Dave. Boom. That's how you know you're listening to Speaking of Things. We're drinking, and hopefully you are too. The more we drink, the better we sound. That's what I've... That's what we should start saying. I've yeah. never said that before. That's a saying. We can we can patent that. Yeah. Coin it, patent it, patent it, whatever. So yeah. for those that have been following the the pod, the pod ship... Pod ship. Ooh, we just hop the board, hop aboard the pod ship, hop baby. Hop aboard the pod ship with the get rest your, of the thingies. Get your sweet ass on that pod ship. <laughs> Crawl up in there. Get on that ship. What you doing? What you looking at? So, you know that we've had a couple reoccurring things going on. We have our shorts. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying those. <laughs> Getting a lot of great <laughs> things. You can't just casually go, we have our shorts. <clears throat> you know, we have our shorts. We have the shorts. Okay. We do have yeah, the shorts. Our spammers and scammers series. And then we've also been doing some follow-up on, or not follow-up, we have a reoccurring, yeah, follow-up. I, I don't know. I, I don't know It's all a the continuing thing. It's a theme. It's a, it, it, Look, some of these topics cannot be encapsulated in, look at that word, encapsulated into one viewing of our pod. Okay? Sometimes, you, like you marinate something. Like if you got something in teriyaki sauce. Much like the Challenger. Or the pterodactyl sauce. Same thing. You totally missed that. I did. Yeah. That's a shame. You said cannot be encapsulated. I and don't I said, know. Like the Challenger. Words. <laughs> Why? It just hit you. Why do you do that? Why? Okay. All right. Before we get shut down permanently. Sorry to the astronauts. <laughs> Are you? Are you? So we have this, we've had this discussion. Um, it stemmed from just sort of a brief aside uh, with a good friend who said how, how she thought it would be great to mummify herself um, in a hug pose and standing, standing in her son's living room. Um, I guess with the hopes that her son, you know, on, you know, at some point during the day, would just walk up and, Give old mummy, mummy mom a hug, which a little creepy, a little creepy. So we reached out. We did. They haven't responded. Who's they? Summon. Summon is the, the mum- service for mummification. Oh, um, maybe perhaps we think a cult. No, no, that is hearsay, my friend. We're, we're going to try and get them on the podcast at some point, but... Just because they haven't responded doesn't mean I haven't, I, we haven't stopped thinking about the mummification process and been thinking about mummification, been watching a lot on um, the YouTubes and the Hulu oh. about mummification. Deep dive. It's called research. Yes. Should it be called research? Because we never did it in the first place. Shouldn't never, it just be called search? It's just, it just straight up search. Yeah, we're just doing search. Did you search that? Yeah. Well, actually, now I'm researching it. That's the second time you search for something. I'm just doing it the first time, though. So you'll just well, search it. 
Well, there was a time in high school that we learned about mummies. So maybe this is research. Well, there you go. It's a little follow-up. Yeah. 20-some years later. Better late than never. But anyway, was watching uh, on Discovery or History or something. Uh, they're discovering new tombs in Egypt. New tombs? In the pyramids. Huh? New pyramids, new tombs. And as I'm, th- as I'm watching, the whole purpose and intent behind mummification and being put in the pyramids was what? I guess forever preserve the history and memory of like the pharaohs and the great people of the time. Right. History and protection in the afterlife. Right. right. They didn't want to be disturbed in the afterlife. Which is why certain things were kept with them in the mummification process because like, hey, home slice, you're going to need this. So there's all these things that are there to protect them in the afterlife. Yeah. Right. They have, the pharaohs have a certain sense or potpourri or dogs or decorations. Gold. Gold. They need, they need need money or or, or currency or something. Yeah. It was all to protect them in the afterlife. Yeah. And now we're going into the pyramids and we're fucking digging them up and putting them on display, (laughs) which is exactly what they didn't want done. Yeah. There's a whole science called Egyptology. What? Egyptology. That's a science. Look it up. Egyptology. Yeah. That is basically dedicated to digging up tombs and pyramids so that we know about ancient Egypt. But the pharaohs didn't want to know, didn't want us to know about ancient Egypt. What? Why wouldn't they want to know? Because they have all these things that they're being buried with to protect them. I don't, I, maybe I, I am getting lost in this, this journey. I think you are. Like they didn't want to be disturbed. That's why they're in the pyramids in these very, very difficult places to get to. Oh, so that was like the official leave me the F alone. Yes. Statement. So Egyptolo- Egyptology is not a single discipline, but a branch of Area studies, Egyptologists, I can't even say the word, study all the aspects of ancient Egypt that they can across periods. They work from any perspective. So so what are you getting at with this? I'm getting at that Egyptology yeah. should not be a thing. Like what? we're disturbing the pharaohs of the past that wanted to be left alone. Like they took all these crazy, or maybe not crazy, measures to be preserved and entombed and left alone. But isn't it humanity's right to ruin everything? <laughs> so 6,000 years from now, people can just dig down six feet and get us, dig us all up to see what sort of sarcophagi we were in. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'm not dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You took a stance there. I did. You took a stance there. And I wonder if other people have, have considered your same stance. What if you start that movement? You know what? Guess what? We ain't dying. Yeah, you're not going to disturb me when I'm dead. Oh, if you're not dying, would you look? Okay, here we go. Here we go. We got the AIs, right? They're all working. They're getting they're getting real good. The, the AIs are working. So if the AIs kind of figure out, oh, you don't want to die? We're going to put, we're going to take your brain. And we're going to put in that spam gelatin. You know the spam gelatin? We're going to get... Because we know the spam gelatin. 
Gelatin preserves everything for all time. I mean, spam can stay in that can for 50 years and it's still good. So we take your brain out because you've decided, guess what? Guess what ain't happening? This guy here ain't dying. Nope. I'm in the spam goo in that little box over there. Now you're perennial. You're, you're, you're ongoing. Is that, is, that, is that what you're thinking? I'm just throwing ideas out there. Maybe, you're, maybe the spam goo is throwing you for a loop. What if we come up with something better than spam go to put your brain in? We just got. I've, I've tuned out. You. T- <laughs> I was trying to help you with your cause, man. The the goo. The goo messes you up. I don't understand that. Okay, we'll leave it be. Are you Are you just trying to ask like, where's the love? <laughs> you're doing it again. You're doing You're doing lyrics that I don't know. You don't know Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. People I do, killing. People dying. Yeah. Children hurt. You hear them crying. Yeah. I thought there was something about starving in there. You lost me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I lost myself. <laughs> right. I guess it comes to down like the, it comes down to the fundamental question. Should we be digging up tombs and pyramids in Egypt? Who's getting bent out of shape over this besides you? I think there should be more people. It should be the people, the Egyptologist. You think? Yeah. Eat, eat. The pharaohs wanted to be preserved. Well, well, I mean, are we ruining that? I, I feel like they're all right. I don't, well, I, don't, I don't know that they're getting too bad. We're out disturbing them in death. I mean, they could have been having a grand old time down in the pyramids, and here we come trouncing in there. I'll be honest. I don't think they're doing much, because right where they were left, that's where they're still laying, you know? I, we don't know what they were doing they, before they, we got there. They got a gold chalice like laying next to them, a little pharaoh dog. Not much is happening down there. Somebody digs that up. Nobody's losing sleep over that. I don't know. Apparently you are. I'm not losing sleep over it, but I mean, Howard Carter, the guy who discovered King Tut, I believe he died uh, shortly after he discovered King Tut's tomb because it was cursed. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't because I have no clue if that's true or not. <laughs> You have the you have the interwebs. Yeah, but the, the whole it's just coincidence. What are you talking about? You think it's coincidence? He you think up. they they put all these things around their tomb? Yeah, and then they're discovered and people start dying. So far, you've mentioned one guy. Well, he's the first guy. This <laughs> is feeling a little conspiracy laney kind of ish to me. I actually died from Hodgkin's disease. Maybe it wasn't that weird. <laughs> it's called a coincidence. Maybe. Maybe. But still, like, these these people just wanted to be left alone. Now we're down there digging them up, saying, hey, come on back out. They're dead. I don't think they're, I don't think they're, they haven't complained a lot, if you, if you notice that. <laughs> there hasn't been a big uprising of sorts from the uh, the dead pharaohs, so not on this wavelength. Oh, ooh, we're going wavelengths. Aliens. Oh they no, build the pyramids. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, me either. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we have much to discuss there. No, no. Um, <laughs> well, glad we went there. <laughs> that worked out. But anyway, all of this is to say, some should email us back about mummification of speaking of things thingies friend anyone just in general 
or or the summons people, the uh, the actual mummification people, the actual mummification people. Like we responded with legit questions. Okay. When was the, when was the response? How many days have we been waiting? It's been seven days. Seven days. All right. Yeah. The dude, look, this guy. Last time they responded in two. Hey, it's a busy. You're busy if you're making mummies. You don't have all kind of time to just be sitting around answering emails. That could be true. You got mummies. You got that. What were they saying about the brain? The brain's got to get come out and go back in, and there's uh, there's a whole process. Plus, they got that secret sauce they got to put all over you. This is. There's not a lot of downtime if you're mummifying. Give the guy a break. Now, maybe you shoot, maybe you shoot him a follow-up email because I'm, I'm kind of tired of waiting, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to hear what the hell's going on. So I'll, send him a, I'll shoot him a follow-up email. I want to invite him on the show. Ooh. On the pod view. Oh, on the podcast. Bernie. This is Bernie, the uh, mummification man. Let's have, a, let's have a serious conversation about mummification, what positions you can be in. And how are you going to make sure you're not disturbed after you I die? I would freaking love it. Make this magic so Bernie, happen. Bernie, if you figured out who we are, and that's why you're not responding, stop being a pussy. <laughs> but don't call him out like that. Jesus. We're trying, to, we're trying to make a connection. Bernie's doing good work stop here. Stop being a... <laughs> and get back to us. <laughs> Bernie is a great person. And uh, that person does great work for the summons organization. They should reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm in. We're here. Just waiting for Bernie. Well, I mean, we got nothing to do. Another topic that came up when I was having, uh, I was in New York this week and I was having dinner with coworkers and the question came up, what is the most expensive meal you've ever Ooh, had? We know yours. And I was like, just put out an episode about that. <laughs> Go and listen to it. Did you give them any deets? I did. Did or did not? Did. You did? Did yep. they look at you sideways like you were insane? No. Really? That's because yep. you were face to face. They waited for you to leave. <laughs> Probably. Freaking psychopath spent $1,000 on dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was worth it. Yeah. So that was, that was, I was like, perfect segue into listen to our podcast. Boom. Quick topic there. Speaking of things, what is the fastest language to type in the world? Fastest language to type? Um, ASL. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> fastest language to type? Good God. Just, um, okay. I sit down on a computer. I'm in Microsoft Word. I want to type up a paragraph. Easy. Fastest. Fastest meaning what? Short, short words or? No, like words per minute. Words per minute. Mm, I, I don't know what would help it make it faster. Um, I'm just going to throw something ridiculous out there. German. It is ridiculous. So how many characters do we have in the English language? 26. 26. This language actually has 70,000. Oh, 70,000. So I, I imagine it's an Asian language. Yes. Um, is, is it an offshoot of Chinese? It is Chinese. It is Chinese. Yeah. Chinese language almost became extinct, like uh, with the invention of the typewriter, because... How do you put the symbols together? Exactly. Oh, that's a brutal... Ooh, how do you do that? Yeah. So there were a bunch of scientists that came together. What they did is they mapped out all of the strokes, let's just say strokes yeah, for lack strokes, of literature, yeah. that would come together and they were able to re-piece that in a typewriter. 
But so you're forming the symbols, the symbols from piece parts, piece parts that create the characters. But hmm. then come along the 1950s and 60s and the invention of the QWERTY keyboard and the electronic keyboard. Houston, we have a problem if, you, if you're typing Chinese. Exactly. And so there was one guy in the 60s and 70s who converted the QWERTY keyboard. I think it took like seven years to get all of the Chinese characters onto all of the keys on a keyboard. And at one point... Uh, the Chinese language, the characters itself, was very close to becoming an extinct language in the 60s and 70s. And this one guy, and I forget his name, but you can look it up, um, in China saved the language, or the original like Chinese. It's actually become the fastest language to type because of the symbology. Let me think about this. So you're... If I equate it to typing in English, it would be like I have a vertical line that I can use for my L, for my E, for my D, and all these other, and then maybe a horizontal line that I can use to pair up with. And then you start putting all those piece parts together. But with, with the Chinese language, though, the symbols are words, right? Correct. Oh, yep. so you're putting together little pieces, but you're really... You're really making a whole word from the from the picture that you're, you're kind of painting. Correct. Sort of. So his name was Zhao Yangwang. Yeah, that's going to be my guess. If I pronounce it incorrectly, apologies. But he invented pinyin, uh, which turned Chinese characters into words using the Roman alphabet. And consistently at typing competitions, they win. It's become the fastest language to type. Really? Yeah. That's redonkulous. I, I, I would hate to have to... Well, I guess after you learn it, it's it's not too big a deal. Really, if, if you think about the QWERTY keyboard, it seems kind of stupid. Why? Oh, I don't know. Just, it, just, you just look at it and your brain melts, right? I mean, you're, we're used to it. A-S-D-F-J-K-L-SIM. Give me a break. There is now a push. Uh, have you heard of Caracording? Who what? Caracording? Caracording. Don't know what you're saying. There's actually a keyboard that fits into the palm of your hands and you can type full words with one stroke. How would you spell that one? C H A R A. Oh, like court, like recording, but care recording. Got it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking this up. There you go. Uh, care recorder. Yeah, type at the speed of thought. Care recorder light. Yep. What what does this do for me? So you can type full words. Like so, if you press all the all the letters to a word, it figures out which word you're trying to spell. You just start pressing letters to the word A N D. Yeah, kind of like on your your Android when you swipe. Yes, I'm a swiper. It does that, but for a keyboard. I'm just going to tell you, though, I was just telling somebody the other night, when I type the word and, when I swipe, it is more of the school of thought that I want to say something about the band ABBA than the word and, because it always <laughs> replaces it with ABBA in all caps. We are a music person. You belong to a music band. <laughs> Don't sing too much. Have you tried this thing? No. Everything I've read, it, it takes a long time to learn. I would think so. No. You, you're going to retrain your whole freaking brain to do that. At, uh, you might as well just retrain your brain to, do, to use the Chinese uh, uh, keyboard. Exactly. Because it, apparently it's pretty damn good. But speaking of things, yeah. favorite comedian. One of the comedians that I have that's a go-to, and believe it or not, a clean comedian. I mean, the guy rarely ever says a cuss word, which is hard to do in comedy. I wonder if you're going to say the 
person I'm thinking. Brian Regan. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. Let's play the stare at the sun game. <laughs> Nate Bargatze. Don't know that one. Oh, he's a good one. Yeah? I would say, though, Anthony Jesselnick. Are you just making up words? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jaselnocki. He's a good one. Old Terry Bobalock. He it's, always, he always cracks me up. Oh, those up. Billy Blowhard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that guy. Is this just like a friend of yours or something? Are you trying to do a promotion? No, you've never heard of uh, Nate Bargatze or Anthony Jesselneck? I just don't know names. I probably have seen them. I'm not good at names. I know you're something that begins with a D. Dickhead. B T. T. Well, on that note, the end. Although Tim and Dave didn't ask me my favorite comedian, personally. My favorite comedian is the incomparable Charlie Chucklenuts. Thanks for asking me, guys. Jerks. Anyway, Speaking of Things is a pod show brought to you by Tim and Dave. And at this time, they are not willing to accept any paid partnerships unless someone is willing to pay them for a partnership. Until you use your pod player to listen to Speaking of Things again, email them at speaktosot at gmail.com and let them know your favorite comedian. A budda, a budda, a budda. That's all, folks.